Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. This is your host, your humble host, Amrit Sandhu. The show here again today is to help people live a life that is inspired by the love for life. Today I have the amazing opportunity to welcome Michael from the Good People Effect. Welcome, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Such a treat to have you here. Um, a little bit about Michael. He's uh, He's got the podcast called The Good People Effect and look... I, I can't do it justice. Go look it up. Look up the blurb. Everything the blurb says is what I want to write for the blurb for Inspired Evolution. There is so much incongruence between the work that Michael's uh, delivering here. Um, the, the driving values of his podcast are creativity, adventure, and purpose, and health. And uh, it's, it's, an, it's an awesome podcast. Please do go check it out. Um, we met because uh, we met at a handpan gathering. We're both handpan players. And... Um, Michael's a like he's a he's he's all about creativity. He's a professional creative, and uh, and now he's uh, I think evolved into an adventure enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of what happens, huh? <laughs> yeah. So um so yeah, like uh, just straight into it, like you know the the good people effect, brother. Like I I just love how concise and straightforward that is, and it just it literally just tells you exactly what you're looking for. Um, something that you keep uh, you keep mentioning is is surrounding yourself with the right people, and for me that sounds a lot like um, you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. Um, so where, where did that where did that where did that stem from? Where did that start? What 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 went on there? I guess well, first of all, just thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here, brother. It's, I'm really feeling in such a a nice mood. Just just since as soon as I walked in the door, you know, it's a real welcoming feeling. And, and thank you. Um, thanks for having me on the show. I love your show as well, and and I'm really kind of honoured to be here having a chat with you. True. So wanted to start with that. Thank uh, you. So thank you. surround yourself with the right people. Kind of it was always like I've always heard that. I've always heard that uh, being thrown around. And I've kind of paid attention to it, but I've never actually tried to apply it to my own life. Uh-huh. I've just kind of thought, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I yeah. could see how that would work. Um, and then I guess one day I decided that was it. That That's what I wanted to do because 
um, I better start sooner rather than later. So when I started doing that, I was so shocked that it actually started working because I started becoming more of the person that I wanted to be. How did you identify that? How did you see that it was working? Like, what made you feel like you were more the person you wanted to be? A while ago, I I got this. It was like this package online, and it wasn't like uh, you know you can get those dodgy packages where you buy these things and they're selling you snake oil and they're just kind of ripping you off to make some you know money. Now there was, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was this one that was kind of like uh, it was for it was to improve people and to get people to become um, you know um, self sufficient. Yep. Uh, entrepreneurs and it was called the paradise pack Mm -hmm. and it was all these groups of people selling stuff and they would come together for this one pack once a year and there was a lot of online marketing and coming from a creative marketing space i could i saw that yeah Uh, but i still thought that what they're offering was pretty sweet so i went harvey's with a friend yeah we bought it it was like 90 bucks and one of the packages on there uh, was uh, called Living on Purpose. And that was a really interesting package all talking all about, you know, how you should write down your values and how you should do all these awesome things and, and kind of live your life on purpose. Uh-huh. Uh, and that really kind of resonated with me. So I started writing down my values and I thought, well, fuck, like things aren't, sorry, I'm not sure if we're allowed to swear uh, on Inspired it, Evolution. Be yourself, but be yourself. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, I don't, I'm not, like I'm not living who I, who I want to be. And then um, I kind of checked in back on that a couple of years later and I was so surprised because I was kind of like, wow, this, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people um, helps, you know, helps me get back to that point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So identified, identifiable by being in alignment with your values. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of, and then you can kind of, I guess it's a way to gauge how far you've come in that time. But yeah, that's kind of, um, you know, what, how how that came to be and, and why I kind of like appreciate and and value it and I think everyone should, should yeah do it. it's it's brilliant right because because yeah. uh, obviously we met through a hand pan gathering um, about mm. a month and a bit ago and this is something that unless um, for those that don't know uh, a hand pan slash hang drum slash pantom they're these UFO looking instruments um, they're they're magical is the only way I can really explain them they're made of steel. Um, and have you played it on the show yet or no no which i love i love that on your show yeah is these little intermission segments where you you introduce your handpan as a nice little break and just the vibe that that brings is second to none i love your show because like not because of it obviously the content is amazing it's totally my flow we should do a bit of a jam and maybe throw it on to this i'd love to i'd love to we've got Um, the pants here yeah (laughs) um but yeah what i was going to say was um is that, you know, I fell in love with this instrument and it's really helped me along with, on my path of just music in general. Like, I've always mm-hmm. enjoyed singing, um, mm-hmm. but actually, like, playing the handpan, like, I got away and started looking at frequencies and dissonance and resonance and, like, it made me, like, just curious, like, curiosity emerge to sort of look at music theory by itself, which was something that was never really there before. Um, but I talk to people about this, but even if it wasn't, if you removed the actual instrument out of the equation... This is something I say all the time, is that I would still totally just want to play the handpan to hang out with handpanners because the community is just yeah, so incredible, man. right? It's, it's kind of like, yeah, there's so many elements to it and that make the whole experience really enjoyable. Yeah. You know, like the actual music, like you said, and you could just sit in a quiet forest somewhere and listen to that all day. Uh-huh. If that's all you heard, you weren't you'd even be, playing. You'd be completely satisfied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then playing that um, and then actually um, enjoying the playing of it and then, like you said, when you're surrounded with other hand panners and you're all enjoying it together <laughs> and you're all kind of maybe even having a bit of jam with a couple of people jumping in yeah. here and there. 
It's just it's just beautiful, isn't it? It's and I absolutely adore that part of it. It was like I, I got connected to this amazing instrument. Mm. How did you I, find it in the first place? Um, it's uh, there's a friend of mine, uh, Daniel Greco. Um, we call him Pupo affectionately, um, and he's part of the Melbourne. He, he's, Pupo. He's, he's yeah. He's had one for a while. <laughs> Um, and I remember seeing him like he's got these like glasses and he had his dreads all like tied up in the back and he looked like Inspector Handpan when he was playing it you know and, was, <laughs> and I saw it once and I was like oh that's cool but I never really dialed into it after that because um, he was living with another friend of mine Paolo at the time and um, Paolo plays the guitar and so I sort of just saw it and that was the first time I came in contact with it I never really thought about it for at least a year or two after that and then um, I was watching a Daniel Waples clip and it's the one where he's uh, in the in the substation um, corridor. And he's, he's got the like, acelato. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. And for me, brother, it wasn't even just um, yes. What he was playing was beautiful, but what was what the beauty really got to me in his smile, just the feeling that he was feeling as he was playing and sharing the smile that he was resonating. I connected to that, and I was like, that is bang on like yeah, yeah. whatever like I want whatever, that yeah whatever he's selling I'm buying it's that <laughs> smile you know and yeah. that's what sold it for me and so I got in touch with Danielle and I said look I'm interested in a hand pen um, and there was also another friend of mine who we know through a community and Steve Dangerfield um, mm. and he's 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 got quite a few bands and so I got in touch with both of them and um, that was happened to be the weekend that Jamie Diffie and Adrian were playing a little concert at the um, Summer in the City. Yeah. And so I went and saw them. And so there I met Christian. Um, and so it really happened really quickly. Um, and I met all these people. And Christian was selling his Saraz at the time. Um, I loved it, but it wasn't my scale. So I couldn't really pull the trigger on it. And then I, from there, I just meeting these three really awesome people and like already knew them, but like getting to know them better and just realizing yeah. the community around it and just how open people were to like actually help my process. And they just met me. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. phenomenal, bro. Um, and so, yeah, my my first one was this this uh, this barley steel here. Still not sure what scale it is, um, but it's named Liberation. <laughs> um, and that came from me just putting up a Facebook post and going, hey, look, I want a handpan. Does anybody have one lying around? Anyone have one to sell? Yeah. And a, and a friend of mine, Richard, he, he had one and he was literally collecting dust in this corner and he, he yeah, he, he handed it over and I paid him some money for it after a while. And, and then the, the experience got started, huh? Yeah, and it was full on. And so now there's a halo in the house that's and cool, there's a meridian cool. on the way and you know what they're like. They look like mushrooms. They propagate like mushrooms too, right? When's the meridian coming? That's exciting. <laughs> um, midway through next year. Yeah, yeah, midway yeah. Midway through next year. So yeah, proper pumped for that because they're Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Mushrooms. They're really nice. Yeah. Duncan, the guy that makes them, is really cool as well. Yeah, he was a yeah. pan Oz last year, right? Yeah, we, we gave him a lift um, over. We picked him up um, from the city and... Uh-huh. Yeah, he's just. We had some really cool chats and really got to know him. He's, he's a really cool, cool guy. Yeah, I'm hoping he can make it again this year. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. I think he's a fifty-fifty, but I'll, we'll ask him and find out. But yeah, he's going to come down on the on the good people effects soon. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah, hit him up. We're going to have a bit of a chat because awesome. he's got some really cool stories and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's funny. Like it, like we met through the community, so you meet all these individuals that you can really connect to. You know, outside of the pan as well, because uh-huh. it just seems to draw certain type of people to it totally. do you know what I mean it's really cool yeah um, and so oh, just just while we're talking about handpans you've obviously got your album which is your, can you pronounce it for me you're in yeah so it's Jürgen Jürgen yeah where, where does that name where does that name come from what does it mean to you so it's 
it's pretty much it, I, I read this phrase one time and it was what Jürgen meant and I came across this word and it, the word kind of blew me away and I was like this is just this this word really resonates with me yeah um, and it's it's quite a it's quite a uh, it's a hard one to explain but once you kind of understand it it's a it's pretty for me it was quite a prof- profound realization uh-huh. and 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 kind of connection with this word and then I yes yeah, so I was making my album I put it together and it wasn't it the album's like to be honest it's me starting off trying to form songs and trying to you know put a couple of notes together and, and uh-huh. make something it wasn't anything kind of um, crazy um, but it's pretty much just yeah just me just me starting on my handpan journey and uh-huh. recording some of that and at, yeah. at least it's like a way to look back and people enjoy listening to it yeah um, so yeah the the meaning of the word is. Well, the way that I kind of like to explain it, um, and everyone might interpret it in a slightly different way, but it's pretty much um, a unique um, kind of moment or experience in within this universe um, that makes you aware. Um, and this awareness is so profound that it's it's beyond words. So that's what the name of the album is. So I thought that that'd be kind of nice. Wow, that is beautiful, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no That's, worries. Yeah, so what culture is it from? Uh, it's Japanese. Japanese, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They've also got another word, which as you were sharing that, I was thinking of reflecting on this word called like ikigai. I don't know. I haven't heard that one. It's um, it's like the intersection of your passion, your purpose, your health, and like it talks about how like, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes and I'll... I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds really cool. Take a moment here. Is it like when you're living in that moment and everything's just aligned? Is that what it is? It's... Um, it's here, this this image will explain it to you, which is. Um, so what do we got? We got passion. So you've got what you love, your what mission, you need, what you paid for, and what you're good at. Profession and your vocation. Yeah. Right? So if you're good at something and you love it, that's your passion. If you love it and you need it, it's your mission. If you need it and you're paid for it, it's your vocation. And if it's what you're good at and what you can be paid for, it becomes your profession. And but at the everything, yeah, of all of that, of what you're good at, what you love, and what the world needs, and what you can be paid for, is your ikigai. A reason for being. That's <laughs> How, beautiful. <laughs> so, because the Japanese culture is phenomenal, right? And you, you recently went to Japan. Yeah, man. Uh, only, oh, this is cool. Yeah. I know you're going to bring this up. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Japan was. Oh, dude. I, we were actually talking about it a couple of nights ago. A few of my mates were saying we should go do a trip there because we're thinking about going up Fuji. So we just. Yeah. We just did. It's pretty funny. We just did. Uh, Mount Kosciuszko recently uh-huh. and uh, we were talking about Kilimanjaro like that <laughs> night when we got back we were just like having a, having a chat we got these dreams of climbing mountains all of a sudden that have stemmed from pretty much nowhere it's pretty it's pretty interesting like all these guys coming together and just wanting to climb mountains uh-huh. but we're thinking about doing a J- Japanese trip and it got me reflecting on uh, reflecting on Japan mm. and I've actually it's reminded me when I was there I, I kept this diary and uh-huh. every single day I would make a conscious effort to write about my day on one page of the diary. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah so, process. and the, and because there's so many trains over there and I was trying to cover uh, the, uh, the most of Japan that I could, that like the places I really, really wanted to go to. And they were like on one side to the next, uh-huh. I was taking these long train rides and the train rides, some of them were like eight hour train rides. I think one was like 14 hours from, Whoa. from Togo all the way out to the North. Yeah. So there were like some decent train rides and it gave me time to catch up on the diary. Uh-huh. 
so the days uh-huh. I'd miss, I'd fill it in. Totally. So I haven't, I still haven't looked at this diary since yeah, I went yeah, to yeah, Japan, yeah, yeah. and that was like years ago. So I'm really kind of, yeah, 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 I'm really, really keen to go back and read about the experience. But over there is just another. Have you been before? No. So um, I've done a lot of traveling, which was something I really connected with you over mm. your podcast as mm. well. So I've been to 42 countries. Yeah. Um, and it's my like job number one is to travel as much as possible. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That's my number one hobby. Um, but Japan's one that um, recently I've been traveling a lot with my partner and she's not interested in it um, and so for me it's like I've, I'm saving it to sort of like when I want to go on a solo trip it'll be like Japan it is the perfect me. place for that is yeah. the number one place for a solo trip I reckon like yeah, it's just perfect. so good music to my ears <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like everything you'd want from a solo trip like you've got safety mm-hmm. you've got a million things to do uh-huh. You've got, you know, if you love the snow, you've got the snow. If yeah. you if you love the some city nightlife, you've got that. Got if everything. you love some chill, like Zen vibes, relaxing in a like, um, I don't know, relaxing like an old school Ryakam, which is like those old school houses that they used to have over yeah, there. Right. Um, you've got that as well. Like it's just got so many elements, and you can never have enough time there. So, mm. dude, I'm all for you checking out a, a solo <laughs> trip in Japan. And if you when you end up doing that, you have to let me know how that goes. Well, so talking about just. Traveling, like, because you you set this really inspirational goal, which was to be overseas for every birthday. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I think that's, I don't know. I just feel like birthdays overseas are cool. Like, yeah, yeah. dude, that's like the coolest. Like, spend <laughs> your birthday, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that just got spurred on by by the experiences of traveling, and you're like, that was actually because of the Japan trip. So a couple of days before Japan, kind of booked my ticket in, jumped on a plane, and went. Yep. And it was right before my birthday. So I um, ended up spending my birthday. So I left uh, two days before my birthday and I arrived on my birthday, like uh-huh. on that day. And I spent that whole day there and it was and like it was a bit up and down that day. And don't get me wrong because I had some clashes between what I expected and, and having to realize not to expect things as much and all that kind of thing. Like, learning. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a, it was an interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. day where I learned that lesson. But um, and you're always, I guess, you're learning lessons. But that day was kind of my birthday, and that night was really special because I'm like, this feels really good. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm away for my birthday, and there's been a couple of trips like around Australia where I've done it as well. But I was thinking, imagine every year of your life, and that's like something you commit to to yourself. So uh-huh. if you break that, you're only breaking it, breaking that promise to yourself, which is kind of worse than breaking your promises to it. Which is really profound because I've, I've felt into um, is me taken out a tangent here but yeah, yeah go know, for it honesty is something that you really advocate yeah, um, yeah and i think it's not just about being honest with others but honest with yourself yeah which i found to be really um really grounded and really deep yeah to share that a little bit yeah yeah i feel like when you're like for me growing up this might not be with everyone but for me growing up i know that I was pretty conflicted with, you know, what other people thought of me uh-huh. and, you know, certain things would arise in my life and I'll, the go-to would kind of be, you know, well, what, what are people going to think about this? What are, you know, what are people going to say about this? And then I kind of got to a point where none of that even mattered anymore. Yeah. And after that point, it just felt like I felt so good because I didn't care and I was just being true to myself and having a good time living this life. Because at the end of the day, when I'm about to die, I don't want to think, oh, do other people reckon my life was good? Mm-hmm. I want to think, how, like, did you live the way you wanted to live? Did you do the things you wanted to do? Totally. You know? Totally. What I was that point that um, that made you flip? Oh, the questions are coming out. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 being, I went through a very tough experience in my life. And it's, 
I'm sorry if I don't get into too much detail because okay. it is quite fresh and the wound yep. the wound's healed um, but the wound's still there and it's yep. it's pretty raw but um, we could definitely talk about it in the future yeah, yeah, um, sure. but yeah so I went through this pretty tough tough time in my life and it was it was like the darkest deepest place I've ever been to mm. and um, I kind of dug my way out of that shit like I just mm. put um, you know put my heels in and I just started like um, pushing through and finding a way past that and through that experience I learned not to care about what other people think I learned so many lessons it was like an explosion of lessons it's amazing like it's yeah. been like in the last few uh, like you've just in like pretty much every episode almost of yeah. Inspired Evolution it's just emerged again and again through all these different individuals that crisis is this amazing opportunity yeah, to go around, you know yeah that's that's definitely a theme that I hear a lot like I saw Tim Ferriss's book over there on, yeah. on your on your table and yeah um and like obviously people like that and people like Joe Rogan they all have these kind of um um you know continuing themes in a lot of their discussions and that and one of those themes is that you know people that do go through this kind of adversity mm-hmm. you know they they change and they flourish mm-hmm. and I, I believe that because I've lived through it totally yeah 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 have you been through anything like that yourself yeah so one of my most formative experiences was um going through depression for five to seven years and, yeah um, yeah just yeah so it was interesting that you bring up uh like I brought up honesty with you because for me it was all about I was dishonest with myself through that whole uh, process. Yeah. Being dishonest with myself and those around me meant I couldn't express myself. Mm -hmm. And expression for me is just purely the opposite of depression. Mm -hmm. So when you're not, when you cannot express, you're being depressed. And so I had to pretty much go to all the way with the, like I went, yeah, everything, my whole world just basically crumbled and burnt down around me because of the way I was living and the perspective I was holding. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was crisis, man. It was, I hurt everybody I loved. Um, I, I I lost reality as I knew it in Mm. terms of um, like my, my, uh, not so much I lost my job, but I was basically needing to walk away from my job, my studies and everything. Um, My city, I left my city. Um, everything because of just what had had, like what I'd come face to face with. Like I yeah. lived with depression for five to seven years, but once mm-hmm. I identified as what it was, it was time for me to sort of, yeah, it was like, okay, well, no more. Now it's viva la revolution, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. like, let's go, let's shift, let's change. And that's when I became empowered to go change city, change mentality. And that's kind of that phase you have to click into. It's Be, like if you, if you can get into that gear, yeah. then you're kind of, you kind of know, in the back of your mind, that's the beginnings of the thought that everything will be all right because you've got the power to click into that gear. Oh, I think. I wish. I, wish I believe that once yeah. you click into that gear and you say, okay, let's go. I'm going to start doing things. I'm going to start making yeah. my life better. I'm going to start improving You know the way I live and, and every, my own world around me. Uh-huh. Then just doing that in itself it's proves that you're going to be 100% fine. Yeah, I think looking from the looking backwards, mm. I, I definitely resonate with what but you said. But in that moment, you but didn't I feel clear, that. Yeah, clearly remember in that moment, I was desolate, desperate, and I just, I felt, I didn't believe in myself. Yeah. Um, I was very blessed that I had other people that even though I'd sort of let them down, they still believed in me. Um, and that sort of got me through that sort of three to four month period where I was just completely a mess. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, so I've had a, I've had a crisis. And out of that came my love for meditation because that's kind of what brought me out of my depression or not out of my depression, but 
one of the first things breathing. that kind of pushed you in the right yeah, direction. So I learned yeah. all about breathing and I learned all about mindfulness. And I learned about meditation. Yeah. Now I'm a meditation teacher. Yeah. Um, I teach construction sites. I teach individuals. Um, and it's just something that's given me so much mm. in this journey that mm. it's invariably just filled my cup up. And now I'm sharing it with people. So it's funny how that happens, you mm. know? So mm. yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, so, so th- that was the tangent we flicked out on. I'm uh, just pulling that back in. Um, <laughs> Also, in your travels, I know you've, like, something that I've got no idea about, but I want to hear all about is, is canyoning, bro. Because now you've got this inspiration to go, mount, like, do mountains by the sounds of things. Yeah, um, that's, I think that, that mountain isn't to, like, an extreme, but I think it's more of, like, a bonding thing with that yeah. group of gents. Like, it's good fun to go out, and it's, like, a good thing to get away and do. Uh-huh. We've, we've noticed that. Yeah. Um, but canyoning's, like, another, like, it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even, like, I can't even, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's, like, it's ridiculous. So, like, what's the premise? Like, I'm going out, and I'm looking at a canyon, and, like, are you looking for caves in the canyon? Wouldn't so, you? I... So there's there's different levels. I've only ever been with guides. So you pay a group of professionals um, that do this all the time, and you choose a, a certain point in the world where you know looks it looks quite beautiful, and you go there and just take it. You just you know just dive into it literally and, and see what happens. And and I, the first time I decided to do that was um, I was actually doing a Euro trip. I was traveling around Europe, and I met this random guy in Hungary in a hostel, uh-huh. and we started having a chat. And this guy was an American dude, and uh, we decided. I've, I heard about canyoning from someone earlier. I went on this like yacht experience around Croatia, and I heard about canyoning from someone on that experience. And um, so I told this guy in Hungary about it, and he was like, "Dude, I'd be down for that." So I um, he went off in on his Euro trip. I went off on, on mine, and I kind of went to Serbia and a few other mm-hmm. countries. And then we decided to meet at in Switzerland on a certain date. Uh, yeah, together. in a certain like city, a little town in Switzerland. Yeah. So uh, I came from, I came from, uh, I think I went like around Romania, a little bit back to Serbia, and then I went on to Hungary. I mean, sorry, on to Switzerland. I'm not sure where he went, but we met up and I arrived at, I think it was like around midnight um, or by a train. Uh-huh. And I look around and I, I get off this train and I look around and there's this like line in the sky. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And this line is like, it's like black, it's like pitch black, and then the line, and then it's like even blacker, like even darker. Yeah, right. And it was this weird like line in the center of the sky all the way around. And then, um, yeah, went to sleep, woke up in the morning, and I realized that where we were staying, we were surrounded by mountains, like tall, really tall mountains, and we're in this all like tiny little village in the middle. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we ended up going canyoning together. And we, we, so we got to this place and we heard about stories about people that died the year before because cool. there was like flash flooding and whatever else. So they checked all the levels and uh-huh. they obviously like um, had to adjust their, their regulations. And we Just to add to the adrenaline? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're freaking out. And you're driving around. I'm not sure if you've ever been to Switzerland or seen photos, but this place is fucking beautiful man. serene yeah. this is like i reckon like i just i've never seen anything like that in my life it's like just beautiful everything was even the houses and everything is nice you know people yeah. are really nice we're driving around these hills and it's just beautiful everywhere's just beauty and we're just looking around like where are we right now <laughs> and we get inside and then you actually go inside a crevice of the earth and you go through this canyon that's naturally formed over, you know, millions of years where water just flows and there's just, you're in nature. This is like, 
this is like nice nature at its like it's pristine just, yeah, and it's just beautiful yeah. yeah and you're going through and you're kind of exploring these and then add on top of that there's all these natural made water slides so it's like being at an amusement park but you're in nature and you're going through these you know slippery dips and you your hands are out because if you put them out they're going to get hit by a rock and it's just like intense and you're jumping into waterfalls and you and you're actually repelling down waterfalls so they're dropped they're lowering you down through a waterfall what yeah 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 and yes. like you look around and it's just so much fun and and then you walk and then like there's like a pack of you guys and you meet new people you're having a good time together you see all this natural wildlife you see these beautiful like wow. you know to that area um you you know you go into you there's you have to face your fears like there was this point where it was like as high as a three-story building and the guys like jump if you jump to your left you know it's too shallow if you jump to your right there's you're going to hit a rock. You've got to jump right in the middle and you're three stories building, uh, same as three story building high and you're freaking out and you face your fear and you get up and you feel good and the whole thing's just the best. Yeah. But Sounds like yeah, I'm getting a bit passionate yeah, because it's, uh, it's so good. It's Thank honestly um, something if you haven't tried, you need to try. Yeah. And uh, Switzerland is like, um, one of the best places they say in the world. Sounds like it. Done Japan as well. Japan was okay, but even in Australia, in Australia there's Blue Mountains. Yeah. Blue Mountains is one of the, like they actually say the most beautiful canyon in the world is in the Blue Mountains. We're so lucky, huh? Yeah, yeah. So check it out if you haven't already. Totally awesome. You should check it out, dude. Yeah, I'm super keen. I'm super keen. I'm actually really keen to get to the Blue Mountains as well because um, it was almost like when Inspired Evolution started, there was like it was almost felt like a franchise for uh, for Vipassana. Have you heard about Vipassana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a there's a Vipassana center in the Blue Mountains. I didn't know as that. Well, which yeah. is like apparently it's the most serene Vipassana place like on the planet. Like mm. ten days you're in the Blue Mountains mm. and you get to basically sit in a silent meditation retreat, which can be obviously quite transformative. But it was a bit odd because the first few people that came on the show were all like Vipassana. They all talked about their Vipassana practice, and I was like, oh, this is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happens to be something awesome, but yeah, the Blue Mountains seems like a. I've got to try that out, man. Place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been to a silent retreat before? Um, why does it feel like I have? But as a no, no, no. Um, I'd love to try one. Yeah, yeah. I um, I can yeah, I can see the benefits of it. I've spent times on retreats in um. In South America, in the Netherlands, like I've spent time going in and yeah, yeah. Um, just unplugging phones off, that sort of stuff, you know, like your diet changes and that sort of thing. Um, but in terms of like pure silence, mm. um, I'm not sure. My, my partner has. Mm-hmm. She did it in Guatemala in the travels that she had earlier this year. And it was interesting because she's, uh, she's by nature, like her natural tendency is to be a bit more introverted. And so she loved it. She absolutely loved it. She didn't want to talk to anyone after she came out. She was like, oh, why is everyone talking to me? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm the opposite. So I'm like definitely extroverted, like hence the podcast. You know, like, I yeah, love but you might get a lot out of it. And I, yeah. I feel the same. Like, totally. yeah. Totally. yeah. You know, it's because it's like the medicine that you need, you know, is not the one that's the tastiest <laughs> normally. Yeah, but even after that bitterness passed, it would start getting pretty sweet, I think. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah, so I'm glad we touched on the Blue Mountains because... I'm, I guess what I'm trying to really wanting to hash out with you is just the idea that people that appeared on your podcast are adventurous or travelers. Um, yeah. We discussed hand panners, obviously canyoning. So all these, what is it about, tra- like, because 
your podcast called The Good People Effect, and it's mm. all about travel. Mm. And so many, in my experience as well, and I'm sure this resonates with the experience, but we'll get your two, like we'll get your input in it. Is um, what like how are travelers such good people? Like in my experience, the majority of travelers that I've met, travelers make a person like traveling makes a person better. I guess mm. is what I'm trying to say. Um, and for me, I, I presume it's probably got to do something with just expanding your awareness the mindset the appreciation for different things and growth but in like for you like have you reflected on just what travel means in terms of good people and like the, the yeah 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 i've noticed that as well um when you when you meet people that are quite well traveled their their mind seems a little bit um i guess i don't know like it seems like it expands your mind and i don't mean like the size of how smart you are or anything like that i i feel like it's it's just like your awareness and and just like your um, your sense of self and and all these different things. Like it it it, it sort of it pushes you further a lot uh, quicker in a lot of different ways, and it makes you feel, I guess, more whole inside mm-hmm. the more you travel. And that's why you, when you've met people that haven't, like I notice this the most when I've met people that haven't traveled, mm-hmm. and then I've kind of watched them after a few trips grow as people, and it's kind of a lovely yeah. thing to see. Yeah, uh, I discovered it on my first trip years ago when I was quite young. I started traveling. Um, and I'm actually um, doing a trip around the whole world soon. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing that for that reason because I want to grow as a person, and I I know how much it does grow you. And I feel like it's 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 the best thing you can do for yourself because you're doing things that you've never experienced before. You you know you're meeting all these new people, all these new people with all these new pe- like new new perspectives on the world and different ways of looking at things that you might not have considered before. You know, you're learning, um, you're trying different foods. You know, if you're, if you're doing it right, you're doing all these things and you're, and you're pretty much like just, it's like, it's like an explore, like it's very different to the routine life where you're doing, you know, the same thing every single day and your mind can only grow so much because it's kind of restricted by, um, the routine that you're in. In the day to day. But when you're just being spontaneous and you're living life completely like that, which is what like good travel is really about. Uh, you you just grow, you just yeah. continue to grow, and that's that's the reason why because you're just experiencing all these different things. So I feel like I ramble, but no, that's... that was that was beautiful, bro. Yeah, yeah. So like, because you're, you're you're planning to sell all your stuff, yeah, save a ton of money, yeah, and just unplug and go on a trip around the world, yeah. Um, and again, leaving just a week before your birthday, so you can be overseas for your birthday, yeah. You promise to yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. How do you plan on sustaining yourself? Any ideas on where you're going? Yeah, so I've How thought about all of this and I've, yeah. I've kind of been thinking about it for a couple of years now. It's been a long time kind of um, mm-hmm. in the making and I've just, I've always wanted to see see the world. Yeah. And I've always kind of, and I know that, you know, if, if I die without seeing the world, that's the one thing I'm not going to be happy about. <laughs> so just everywhere I want to go, everything I want to do, everything I want to see and there's a long list in my head. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to try to do as much of it as I can. Sure. So um, I can't even remember what the question was. I'm just getting too excited <laughs> about this. Yeah, yeah. It was more about um, about um, you traveling and letting go of all your stuff. But I guess, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess it, just it's directly about like in what I really want to ask yeah. you now is was this always was this always the Michael? Like was this always you? Like wanting to go because I know you, you've you done some like you know you won the Cannes Lion for creativity in 2016 um, for a piece of work called You're Accepted yeah yeah yeah, yeah so like you've you've been mainstream successful yeah yet. no that that wasn't I wouldn't say that was mainstream but that was kind of like um, me reaching 
a point pretty early, like I just started, you know, um, achieving what I wanted with one goal. Uh-huh. And then um, it was kind of, I, I saw that point of like working, um, trying really hard at something, you know, um, working your ass off and then being persistent and then paying off in a certain respect. And then you looking back at what you wanted in the beginning and realizing that it's not what you really want anymore. Uh-huh. And then that, that cycle starting again. So I kind of noticed that and I kind of thought, well, I don't want, like I looked at people older in that profession. I thought, Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Well, you know, um, you know, they've done great things and they've had a great time doing it, but it's not me. I don't see that. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to be like that in twenty or thirty years. I want some. I want to kind of travel the world. I want to do this. I want to do that. So, why don't I start focusing on what I want? Um, and and real. It made me kind of realize what I want a little bit more as well. So, was it at the height of achievement that you realized that where you were further, like the further? Yeah, I wouldn't put it that way. I wouldn't say the height of achievement. I don't think it was like the biggest achievement. It was more of a personal goal that I exactly. I had succeeded yeah, on. Yeah, something to you for sure. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. It was kind of at that point that I thought, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, now I'm kind of realigning what I really want, and you know, maybe money isn't as important to me, and maybe having a good time and and being around special people, meeting new people, and traveling the world, and doing all these kind of things, playing the hand pan, yeah, going canyoning, and do all the fuck I want to do in this life. Maybe yeah. that's what's important to me, and yeah. So how does um how does podcasting fit in all of that? Well, how like why did this start? Uh, because I was actually I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine and. Um, yeah, someone, like someone heard us talking, they were like, you should have a podcast. And that was kind of like, I'd heard that a couple of times before, but this actually, this one point I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it Yeah, because I've had started having this mentality of just, I'm just going to do it. You know, I want, I want to do this. I'm just going to do it and try it and see what happens. Yeah. Right. Um, because that's like another thing I've learned that if you don't, you know, if you're worried about failure all the time, you're never going to get anything done. And if you say you're going to do something, you actually do it. It's so much better when it actually goes well, because you kind of a little bit more, you know, you've, you've committed to what you've said. Like you can have all these goals and all these plans, but unless you commit to them, you're never going to move in the direction you want to go in. Yeah, because that was going to be my very next question of you was how much of your podcast is like, because I speak this from, you know, it's kind of a personal question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how much of your podcast is you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Because there's like, obviously, you know, you saying yes to your podcast is mm. how much of that is saying yes to what, like, just like unblocking things within yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not sure if I completely get the question. Is is it? Are you trying to ask me kind of like is the reason I started it to unblock things within myself? Or no, I guess I'm identify like I'm asking whether if along this journey of podcasting, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you've said yes to the podcast. Um, was part of saying yes to the podcast, saying yes to taking a, like a leap of faith on yourself on doing something new and novel. Yeah, it was like another. Yeah, and exactly. Shows up again and again and again. You know, like exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. that's you're, that's exactly right. It's kind of like yeah, you say you say you're going to take this leap of faith, you do it, and then that becomes like a regular habit, a positive habit, mm. and you keep kind of doing that in different areas of your life, and before you know it, you have grown a lot more than you would have thought. And yeah, yeah. And so the podcast, I, I, like for me personally, I find it really interesting because it's like it like as the podcast is growing I'm mm. growing and as I'm growing the podcast is growing it's like, yeah you, oh, so you've been through the similar experience obviously really, yeah 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 it's been this really weird dynamic blessed yeah phenomenal thing you know? when did you start your one up when was the um, that was uh, probably only been two and a half three months now yeah yeah cool, um, cool. yeah so I think it's been on as half as long half as long as yours has been on I think yeah yeah I've um, heard I heard an episode I really liked it was um with an indigenous guy, it was ah, Morgan, it, Coleman. Morgan Coleman. Yeah, he was yeah. really cool and he was really insightful and he he seemed like he'd been through yeah. you know an interesting uh, life and I yeah. really enjoyed that episode and it was kind of like yeah if anyone hasn't heard that one I reckon <laughs> they should uh, check yeah. that one out yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so I was, yeah that was um, like just to give you an example for me it was like self worth stuff like just in terms of like who who like if I could reach out to someone to book them. To come and have a chat on the show. What do you mean self worth? In my what self, way? My self worth stuff would flare up. It'd be like, oh, I wouldn't even reach out to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, so like my driving agenda for this podcast, like a big part of it is my value, which we're going to touch on next. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, is connection, mm-hmm. and I really want to connect with this. I don't know if you know Narco Bear. Um, he's a musician. No, and, no, I haven't. Yeah, he's my favorite musician. Okay, um, and I'm just acutely aware of the fact that do you want to have a coffee with me is very different to do you want to be on my podcast? It's yeah. just a very different question. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... Through so you're saying you'd prefer to have a coffee with him or be on I'd the podcast? Pref- I, well, I feel like I'd, it'd be easy to connect with him having a podcast show and inviting him, him on to share his message. Maybe he could have a coffee while you're having the podcast. Totally, right? <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. But if I was to send him an email and say, hi, I'd love to catch up for a coffee... I think that would fall a bit flat. Yeah, so... Hi, I know you've got a very passionate yeah, message. it does let's help. Let's share it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it does add another element to your interaction with him. Totally. And it's shown, obviously, that you've overcome your challenges because you you can actually reach out to people more now than you might have been able to before. And that's exactly it, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like, all the challenges within, as I'm facing them, the podcast gives me a place to face those challenges. Yeah, which yeah. Which is like, yeah, like, I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't normally do this. And it's like, okay flex that you know even this man like we we met through the handpan and and now we're kind of having a chat it's really it's a cool thing and it brings people together isn't that amazing and it's fun like we're just (laughs) we're sitting here on your couch kicking back in fitzroy it's a great vibe and just having a chat yeah 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 um so yeah on that i um you know i i wanted to dive face first into just because i know you've mentioned this quite a bit and it's it's just resonates with me so much just values yeah yeah you know like even on even on you like on when you look up the good people effect it's got it clearly labeled underneath it adventure creativity and purpose and it's just like you cannot miss it yeah and then when you start listening into the podcast it's just coming through so clear and um something i got from recently in my understanding of things is just how powerful clarity is yeah and it seems like you know you've got a lot of clarity for where the podcast is um is, is going but also like your own your own values when you listen to the podcast like I know fun is like just bang number one yeah, yeah. Um, and also honesty um, 
re- reflection on values and how important they are to you to just have that awareness of your values. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a roadmap. So it helps you um, make big decisions and it helps you kind of, you can you can just push push things back to your values easily and say, okay, well, would doing this be within my values or would this doing this not be within my values? And you kind of look at, you know, you look at things a different way and it helps you because it helps you kind of like I said earlier, like kind of look back and see how much you've grown within those kind of constraints. And that's hard to, it's hard to put a number of that kind of thing, yeah, but it's kind yeah. of nice when you can match it up. And it's, it's nice, you know, um, valuing something and saying, okay, I really value honesty. Uh-huh. And so that means I'm just going to be completely as honest as I can be. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like I really value. And then you really draw things back to those core things. And it's really interesting um, to see what you find. Like it's, it feels good. Has this, um, like, you know, you say something like honesty. And yeah. Is it something that you always felt like you were always an honest person? Or was it like when, when has it always been a value that you're like, I am always been really honest and I really want to exercise that more and more or was there a time where you weren't so honest and you wanted it mattered to you to become more honest oh just with honesty in in particular i feel like yeah i feel like i've always been a fairly honest person like i don't think i've been dishonest or anything like that but i mean more like the way i grew was more honesty like what we're talking about a bit earlier to myself and yourself and how honest i was going to be with you know dude you really do feel this way and you know follow how you feel and just follow your gut in a way and, 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 you know, be yourself and do, and, you know, um, follow things the way you feel like they should be done and, and live the way, you know, you feels the, the best way to do it, um, as much as you can. And that never, that was never around before. And that's, yeah, with honesty in particular, that's how I reckon I've grown. I want to hear about some of your values though. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me about, I just uh, wanted to reflect on that, which is like, that's, that's really powerful. You yeah. introduced that really humbly, but that yeah. is one of the most powerful things um living in congruence with yourself and just having those hard chats with yourself about what it's not easy man because it's scary you see some shit you don't want to see and you're like fuck what am i I gotta do some shit about (laughs) this or you know ownership of this yeah 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 yeah, Yeah. um for me um the values uh i value definitely value connection um definitely value wisdom Mm. um enthusiasm is another one um and I got told this can't be my value, but I value life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be your value. Yeah, see, I, I was like, fuck it, it's my value. <laughs> but I'm like, you can't value life, and I was like, no, nah, but I do. Like, yeah, yeah. you saying you can't value yeah. life sounds so wrong to me. It's like, like when we you... should all value life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon that's 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 a good value. I think because have you ever? You obviously you do, but you know those moments where you kind of just you're like, fuck, it's good to be alive today. Yeah, like. That's valuing life it, yeah. for me, anyways. That's like you're you're, you're taking a moment and you're appreciating uh-huh. that moment, and it's yeah. just it's the best state of being. You probably do it all the time when you meditate. But well, that's you know, that, like um, it's one of the like. There's a few things in my life that you know you introduce things into your life slowly but surely, and you don't really reflect on them much. Yeah. Um, but then through this process of podcasting, I've been asking people about their habits and stuff, and it's made me reflect a little bit on mine. So first thing I do in the morning is when I swing my legs out of my bed is I'm grateful. Mm. Three, like re- Repeat it three times. I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful. Thank mm. you, thank you, thank you. And I'm just saying thank you to the universe for mm. landing in this experience again today. And that's okay. keeping you, I reckon that's, that's <laughs> contributing to keeping you in that, in that, and that feeling of being that way because you're actually, you know, putting gratitude out there. Like it's, totally. it's, it's awesome. Yeah. 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 And I, I did write it down as a, as a side note because I know like, 
you know, when you when you mention gratitude, um, obviously you light up when you when you say it. And I know um, it's something that I've I'm aware of. Like I I just always am just thanking everyone and everything for because it like when you're enthusiastic about life and everything that comes your way, it's hard not to be grateful. Uh, but I've noticed that in your podcast, like I feel really connected to you in that vibe as well. Is that you know, there's just so much gratitude that's always pouring out of you for for people taking the time to listen, for people sharing, people leaving you reviews, and you know, just just like how overwhelmed you can be at times, and just how much support you're getting. And um, gratitude's a big one for you too, right? Like a massive tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I, I feel like it's yeah. Like I said, like if you're gra- if you're grateful for something, then yeah, it's really you're you're just you're just appreciating that thing. And if things are done without appreciation, then it's kind of like, well, why, why is it done in the first place? Or why have like, you know, why have you been through that experience if you can't appreciate it? So it's, it's good to be thankful. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, yeah, it's really good to, you know, acknowledge people as well and, and let people know that, you know, you appreciate their support in whatever journey you're going through as well. So that's kind of why I'm thankful on the podcast, but Mm. it's always a good thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, people and yourself and then your values yeah? yeah so do you reckon most of our values come from like i know like they'd probably be best located from coming within ourselves but do you reckon we take some values on from like people outside of us yeah for sure i mean you might notice a value in someone else that you know they embody and and you really um like that that um that part of them or that experience you have with that value and you decide to, you know, obviously concentrate a little bit that of that a little bit more in your life. That can definitely happen. Yeah. Is there like so? Do you? Oh, I was going to use the word reevaluate, but then I was like, that's kind of a good word because it's reevaluate your values. <laughs> yeah, every six months, I kind of like to look at it. If I feel like I want to look at them a bit earlier, I do. But I do like a bit of a check with heaps of things in my life every, you know, about every six months, every three to six months. Yeah, wicked. And I think there's going to be a lot more of that as you as you set sail and start traveling. A yeah, lot more I've got to try to... The next one I think is going to be planning. So I've got a big planning phase coming up. I'm just going to figure out exactly where I want to go. But I don't want to over plan things. I just want to kind of have a rough idea of things I want to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about just, you know, um, traveling really slowly. I started jujitsu recently, so that was like that's been my new focus at the moment. Nice. Um, so I'm thinking about spending a couple of months in Brazil and, oh, and training in that. It's I think that'd be cool. Country, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My best mate's Brazilian. Um, yeah, he lives in the north in yeah. this area called Chapada Diamantina. Ah, yeah. Which is the Diamond Ranges. So they used to like people just used to hack their way in, and then they used to just mine diamonds. What the hell? Yeah, and it's just this, but it's like we like okay. So he's got a farm on the edge of the like now it's um, a national reserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go like you go into the, the waters, and yeah. It's just like the scenery is amazing, and that's your best friend. Yeah. So you've been there a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you put your hand in the bottom of the water, and you put the crystals like in your hand. What? It's phenomenal, bro. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. And then. Like, uh, so a morning with, with my mate will be like, you know, he's got a farm on the edge of, of the Diamond Range, so he can farm there because the rest of it's obviously protected. Yeah. Um, and he's just a hobby farmer, so he's got a couple of horses, got some chickens. That's awesome. You know, and he's like, so what do you want to do today? You wanna, I know you like mangoes. You want to go plant mango trees? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what a way to spend a day in Brazil. Like, huh? fucking done, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. And then if you're not doing that, you go on a hunting waterfalls and... yeah. Again, you know, something like similar to what you mentioned with. Know, can you got to write this stuff down for me, man. This sounds this sounds <laughs> yeah, incredible. So if, you, if you make your way to Brazil, bro, yeah, I'd, I'd love man, to put you in touch with, with Rafa. That would be that would be the best. Yeah, because he's an absolute he's an absolute rasta, and he's 
you know, again, we talk about values and just his enthusiasm for life is something that really, you know, connects me to him, even though we're on the other side of the planet from each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just that, that really profound connection. He's my best mate. And so it's, yeah, Brazil definitely, Rory. Yeah, man. I've heard some there. great stories about it. And I'm just curious to, like, you know, see it and, and, like, not only Brazil, but the whole of South America. So I'm thinking about studying in Argentina, heading up north, and then yeah. just seeing if I like a place a bit longer, if I want to leave, yeah. I'll leave. And there's often talk about, like, people, um, whether it's safe or not. Um, yeah, this, honest, that's been brought up so many times, man. Yeah. And to be time. honest, like, I think you and me are, like, we're the perfect demographic to travel over there. Yeah. You know, like, when you think about unsafe, it's like, if you're older, if you're younger, uh, if you're of the opposite gender, unfortunately... You know, you're more of a prime target. Yeah, but not only that. Even if you are a prime target, there are ways to travel a bit safer. Like it's, it's not. I feel like society has this kind of view on travel as, you know, certain places being unsafe because they might have seen. Um, I think the movie's called Children of God or oh, like something like that. And, and, City and, of God. Yeah, City of God. That's the one. Yeah. So it's like, um, like obviously things like like the world. There are dangerous places in the world, but. Um, they're not like the things aren't as bad as people that have it in their mind they are yeah. and if you, I feel like if you're safe and you've got common sense then you should never sacrifice the opportunity for an experience totally. because of a fear like that's so ridiculous and obviously there's exceptions when things are real bad in a certain s- spot but I feel like even in those circumstances, you, if you really want to experience something, you should do it and you shouldn't let that fear hold you back. That really resonates with me because we went to, um, my partner and I, we, we did, we did, um, we went to, we want, I want, like, I'm an engineer and I'm yeah. like, all about wisdom, so I really want to see the pyramids of Giza, you know, like, what's going on here? Yeah, and it's like awesome anyway. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, one of the natural wonders of the world. And so we got there and um, the time we were flying over there, everybody around us was like, do not go to Egypt. Like, that was when they were having their revolt and democracy was being brought in. Yeah. Um, and you know it was meant to be like it was on the travel safe website like i don't advise this to anyone like please check and feel into what's right for you Mm. but it was like don't fly to egypt um but it was the only time we were in europe and this was like the first time i went to europe and for me it was like i couldn't be on this part of the world and not see the pyramids that this was just not going to happen you know with my passions and interests and we went and it was the most (coughs) there's a quote at the airport by nelson mandela Mm. and it says if the world operated amongst itself as Egyptians do amongst themselves, we would have peace tomorrow. Yeah. And the outside perspective of Egypt was that it was just this place where literally there were just grenades being pulled on every corner. But it was the most peaceful experience. Mm. Like we had this beautiful trip along the Nile. Um, we went and saw the pyramids, horseback, camelback. And it was just, it was magical. It was Probably would have been peaceful. a bit nicer because there wasn't as many people as well. <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> And so, yeah, it was this really so it's phenomenal just experience. Nice vibe as well. Totally, yeah. totally. And people are super friendly. And it's like, it's interesting, same vein of what you were sharing is that just the, like what we're projected to believe yeah. you know, isn't necessarily the case. And I think that might be coming full circle with what we were talking about before in terms of just when you get out there and see, and maybe this is what travelers are, perhaps they've just got more of an expanded awareness because they're not taking in so much of what's being projected into them, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. They're, they're too busy traveling to kind of take in all of that. They're getting all their experience from, from like real sources, I guess. Mm. But how are, how are the pyramids, man? Like I've always had, I've always been curious and I've, I've, um, I don't know, like the history just blows me away. Some of the things I've read, it's just kind of crazy. Like the, the way they live their lives. And it's a, uh, for me, it was a really, it was a really special deal. 
Um, and I went away from it and I definitely started researching a lot more into it. Mm. And I love the fact that there's so much uncertainty around to why they're really there. And they're all like symmetrical in a yeah, certain yeah. way. So, and... the one, so the theory that attracts me the most is, um, is similar to one that was delivered by Graham Hancock. Um, there's a few Egyptian um, anthropologists that discuss this. And basically the pyramids are lined up, yeah, in in alignment to reflect the night sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this time way back when. And now, in our juvenile understanding of this experience, all we can really take away from it is that there was a technology back then that gave them awareness of the night sky because it took them ages to build these things. And they could map forward what the night sky would look like at this given time for some particular reason. Now, what that reason is, we don't know. So in our juvenile understanding, it's like, oh, it's a message from the past letting us know that they had technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this kind of blows your mind in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very mind-bending. Yeah. It's very mind-bending. But just then when you're there and you realize, you know, like, these things, like, date, you know... It's kind of like, how did they build it as well? It's like, what the way... I've heard, like, you're an engineer, so you probably know a lot more Mm -hmm. about this than I do, but I've, I've kind of... I don't know how true this is, but I've kind of heard that, you know, back then they didn't have... The wheel. All the different... Yeah, like, well, they weren't meant to have had anything like near what we have today. And people today would even... Wouldn't be an easy task to build something like that. Totally. And for me, I love the fact that there's no real answers to it. Yeah. You know, so for me... Yeah, the mystery's nice. Yeah, you know, and for me, it keeps it open in my head, you know. It's like, you know, we we don't know everything, Mm. you know. And that, that, for me, is a massive lesson unto itself, just staying open and... And just not taking too much on. But um, it's an awe inspiring. Like when you're there, like, because you can see them from far and they're beautiful. But then when you get closer and you're like standing and you like, look up and you're like, holy. <laughs> How big God. are they? Are like, they decent size? Or? Like, a paper is just like a story. Yeah. What do you mean? Like one, one, one thing is like big. Like when you're standing up against it, it's like. What, one brick? Like this, yeah. One brick. They go around, you know, the big one, yeah. So Amrit's standing up in the lounge right now and he's just drawing this massive box with his hands. It's just huge. The same size as our, like, my height. Ridiculous. Me squared. It'd be me squared. How did they move it? You know, and exactly, very good. I didn't know any of that. I never knew they were that big. I always thought they were just bricks. Well, you might find out because you're traveling a bit now. Wow. Definitely worth a visit. Africa would be awesome. Africa's phenomenal. I have to say, while I've just got the travel bug and, you know, um, in all, everything that I've seen, um, safari on in Kenya. Oh, what is, is is like the winning ticket? That would be ridiculous. Yeah. So I I won't take take up too much of your airtime, but no, no, no. You take up. <laughs> we're talking about safari on Kenya. You can talk as much Three as you want. Three meters to my left. This jeep, the safari jeep, has yeah. no windows, no roof. Yeah, yeah. It's like wire frame. Yeah, metal frame, steel frame. And um, to the left of me, pretty much. Where that is, like four meters from to my left, is a male lion, like full-grown male lion. Yeah, my girlfriend sitting here, and then on the other side of her, pretty much there, four female lions, fully grown, and then four. So they're about a meter away. They're about three meters from. Three her. meters from her. Yeah, and then there's ten cubs, and the cubs are like bigger than this coffee table. Yeah, they're big. They're big cubs. Yeah, yeah. They're like when right. when yeah. Simba's nearly yeah. full grown, yeah. that yeah. middle stage. He's, he's doing the Akuna Matata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and yeah, and you're sitting there, and you're just in the energy of the pride. Mm. You're just sitting in the pride, and you're just like, 
what is like it just bends everything you understand like zebras are really close to you mm. and you're like they, why why that like there's a lion right here it's like what's going on here like they're not just, hungry or and you know and it's just you realize the abundance that's in nature yeah you know, there's, there's less fear it's just like there's this weird sort of matrimony just this like a nice balance yeah. is you know and just waking up every morning and going out onto the savannah and then coming home, like in the evening, going out onto the savannah because during the day it's too hot. Yeah. Um, just being in Africa, sunrise, giraffes on the sun. It's just, man. Uh, now I've got a question for you. Now, yeah. looking at that life, the life of the lion, for mm. example, and then comparing it to a human, human's life. Mm. And a human, you remember, um, has the ability to you know, um, utilize technology and travel anywhere in the world that they like. And there's money and there's objects and there's music and there's, there's all this beauty and all this, um, I guess, things that aren't so nice. Um, and comparing that to the life of the lion mm. who's just wakes up in the morning, goes out in a certain direction to, you know, wherever's cooler to sit in the shade of a tree, gets up, hunts, eats, you know, sleeps with his missus, has a few kids, that mm. has that relaxed kind of life and he just kind of chills. Which would you prefer if you had the choice? I would opt for the human experience. The human experience, yeah. I would opt for the human experience. Um, because even as you articulated the life of the lion, you have an external understanding of his being and what exactly. it means to you and yeah, yeah exactly you. yeah um and so if you wish to dial into that experience you can at least poetically write about it sing about it play the handband to it whatever your creative expression of that sentiment is um you definitely have the ability to express that to some degree mm. and embody that in some way but then you can also embody Something else. else. There's like so much more. Yeah, so like the yeah, range yeah. that you're afforded from the human experience yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and that comes back to, again, you know, like my heritage is Indian, so there's a lot of belief around reincarnation and a lot of belief about how much work you have to do in past lives and spiritually to come back as a human because it's an opportunity to do something greater. Mm. Um but yeah, they got really deep, really fast. <laughs> yeah, it seems to happen. Huh? It's kind of nice when it happens. And then we notice it. Yeah. That's yeah. good. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, interesting. Very, yeah. Very profound question. Yeah. yeah. I'm well, going to have another bite of this um, um, croissant that you got yeah. here. This thing is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Do we, where did you get this from again? This uh, is... Loon. Okay. So we'll make a little plug. <laughs> <laughs> so I live opposite um, a coffee shop called Loon in Fitzroy. L-U-N-E. And, uh, yeah, they do, they're a bakery, um, and they're phenomenal, hey, like, it's, you know, widely accepted as Melbourne's best bakery, um, in terms of they do croissants, and, uh, the story goes that they make a certain number of croissants every day, um, same number, and when they sell out, they sell out and they just shut shop at that time, and I've never seen them open past two o'clock, um, on a, on a weekend, they're done by about I've got their own little story. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and it's, uh, it's, yeah. As you can attest, we, my favourite is the almond, just because it's... Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. <laughs> that was my little way of saying welcome to Fitzroy. <laughs> yeah, man, appreciate it. Um, so just quickly as we, um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, what, what's been um, what's been an aha moment in your life? You know, like, what's been a moment that's really, like, just, you sort of, like, the pennies have all dropped at once? 
Yeah, I don't. I feel like my pennies haven't dropped all at once. Yeah, I feel like they've kind of been sprinkled out. Been a gradual. Yeah, it's been more of a gradual kind of thing. Um, and different lessons come at different times in your life. You never, I guess, you never really just struck by lightning one day and you wake up as a new person. Yeah, and kind of just keeps happening. And it's always happening, and things are always changing. So, um, yeah, I, I can think of a few kind of um, key points. Obviously, we were talking about travel before. I think. Um, you know, my first kind of, uh, solo trip, uh, or trip with, um, one of my best friends, Jordan, uh, mm-hmm. we went around, uh, Europe for a couple of months with three months in Europe. And that was a big one. Yeah. Um, obviously relationships I've had. So yeah. over time, the different relationships with friends, um, acquaintances, family, um, you know, romantic acquaintances, like all these kind of relationships have been, has shaped me as a person as well. Um, so a couple of pennies dropped over there. Um, I feel like, obviously, like we said, the um, adversity and, and some and some tough times, that's obviously um, brought about other lessons. I think career-wise, I've tried quite a few careers and I've seen what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm. And it's this kind of hunger for freedom and, and exploration as well. So I don't know, it's a bit of a huge answer, but yeah, at no, a couple of different points in my life, yeah, I it wasn't all at once. Yeah. I think that's perfect in terms of just awareness that it's, it's like a continual... Yeah, it always happens. Yeah, with everyone. Like, things are always changing within us and around the world as well. Like, within, you know, everything around us is always changing. Don't you believe that? Totally. Totally. Yeah. I, um, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, I don't know, you like quotes. Mm. It's always, uh, the same man never steps in the same river twice. Yeah. Um, because the river's never the same. Mm. The man's never the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really cool. It, does it have that envy on it as well? Or no, just, no, that's me. I like, I like, I know it leaves it for the like, yeah, but it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's it's really nice quote. Yeah, I yeah, that's so that's so powerful. I feel like a lot of times people that struggle, and this is kind of a bit of a lesson I've learned, is like the struggle comes from a human, from an actual person. That only happens when you're kind of resisting that change within yourself. So something has changed. And it's your resistance to that change is that you is what you're struggling with, whether it be, you know, um, usually it's emotionally. Wow. Yeah. Right. You that know. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. So it's like, no matter what happens, something has changed, and you're struggling to deal with that change. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. So like that change being like somewhat like let's say energetic or emotional or something. It's just some like, form of change. Yeah. And I know I. I you're think, struggling to integrate. It. Yeah, I think it's the Tibetan monks. They've got that that drawing with the colors have you i'm not sure what this is called but i've seen it on if you guys have if you guys if you're into are you into docos at all yeah man. have you seen like baraka um samsara wow okay um check yeah, this I'm out writing it down. yeah this is this is my little recommendation if you if you um if you're interested in experiencing something new check out like baraka samsara or home there's a documentary called home just unbelievable. It'll blow your mind. Can you... Is there any chance you know the spelling of Baraka Samsara? Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a link. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, I was watching um, one of the clips. It's like a, a bunch of short clips from around the world. I'm not going to wreck it, but it's short clips put together from around the world that blow your mind. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them was these these uh, monks. I think they were monks. Um, and they were uh, putting all this... They were doing this Mandela um, with... I think it was like dust or paint or something. Uh-huh. And it was taking them a very long time. It was like every hit was like a, a grain of the color. Wow. And they were just hitting this um, stick like repeatedly. 
So it take them this, a massive amount of time and then they finally made this beautiful color, all these different colors of Mandela um, that was just beautiful to look at and um, and then they just wiped it away. They appreciated it and they wiped it all away. And that's like a lesson within itself, right? What? To, um, you know, <laughs> nothing ever stays the same. Things are always going to change and you got you to learn to flow with that change. Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble in life. So that's kind of like a way that, you know, um, to stay kind of um, with it and stay happy and stay kind of grounded and focused on things that are important. Wow. <laughs> That's deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check, check out the documentaries and Whoa. if you haven't seen them. But yeah, it's a, it's a nice little lesson. I was going to ask you, I was just asking this question now. Um, so who are you by, beyond your identity or your story? Oh, I feel like that's an awesome question. It's like, what the hell, dude? I could give you like a bit of a, a bit of a high five for that one. Wow, what a question, huh? Who are you beyond your story, your, story, your identity? Wow. Um, I feel like, wow. wow, 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 wow. I feel like I'm, I'm a guy that just wants to you know, experience as much as I can while I'm on this earth. And that's all I'm trying to do. Mm. That's beautiful. I've, I've heard that many times in your podcast as well, which is um, this recurring theme of put yourself out there as much as you can mm. to experience as much as you can. Mm. Um, I'm not even sure if I think it's so innately a part of your being that you might not even be consciously putting that out there, but it comes out in almost every episode. Yeah, I don't realize. Yeah, 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 even being on your show is a bit a bit weird because it's usually I'm the one asking the questions, I'm digging a bit deeper. And you did get to ask me a question or two in there. Come yeah, through a, so a couple. Yeah, yeah, Mate, it's awesome that it comes through. Ah, oh, brilliant. Well, brother, um, yeah, you know, I, I really, I really am grateful for your time here today, and um, it's been an absolute treat to have you here, um, especially just just for me. You know, like um, I'm super excited to have you on because. Just the work that you're doing with the Good People Effect, like I said, you know, the the blurb of the Good People Effect about trying to, you know, surround people with the right people because we are the average of the five people that we are and that we hang out with and we may not have access to that, but we all want to come together and cultivate that for people. We're providing them a service to help and grow and be inspired to grow into the best version of themselves that they can be. Just resonated to, you know, I, I almost wish you wrote that for, for Inspired Evolution. Um, and just, yeah, just, you know, you embodying just the message of, you know, just growth and also um, just taking action towards what you want to do, uh, but then also like that honesty and integrity towards yourself and having that real conversation with yourself in terms of where you are and then really going forward into where you want to be. Um, that's, yeah, that's that's really inspirational. So I just want to thank you for being who you are. And, um, and yeah, so I like to finish with, you know, that, that the Inspired Evolution, we're, we're advocates of the human journey and Man, brother, just blessing and blessings and blessings on yours. Thank you so much. I want to. I just want to say thank you to you for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it, and I do feel feel humbled to be here. But I'm having a good time. So thanks for the good time. Uh, thank you for the beautiful croissant. Ah, that was that was amazing. And um, yeah, thank you for the experience. This has been this has been awesome. Such a treat. Um, for those listening, um, just to give you a quick update about the podcast, um, I've just opened up a website. The website is www.amrit-sandu.com. 
everything inspired evolution can be found there even the awesome t-shirts that have been going around um, t-shirts are pretty cool (laughs) t-shirts are pretty cool (laughs) and um, if you do get the chance um, I know it might be a little bit of an ask but I'd really 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 appreciate if you leave me a review on iTunes with just a few words of um, however you felt about it some stars would be an, an absolute blessing thank you so much for dialing in much love thank you Rella thank you man Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.